You are about to listen to the S. Anthony Says Podcast, starring S. Anthony Thomas. <laughs> you lucky bastards. All right, this is S. Anthony. Glad you came back. Ready for the next one? All right, here we go. Go! Well, hello, you sick bastards. How you doing? This is your homie, your Coco homie, Yes, Anthony. This is the Yes, Anthony Says podcast, also known as Yes, Anthony Says. Folks, I had actually scheduled to talk about something else today for the final podcast of the week, my new Monday, to Monday, Wednesday, Friday schedule. But as I was going to bed last night and reading my Twitter, my main Twitter, I have two Twitters. My main Twitter is at S. Anthony Thomas. <clears throat> and my uh, there's a Twitter for this uh, for this podcast also it's at S Anthony says, but I, I saw and it said I think it was Cancel Colbert was there, and it was this big controversy about what Stephen Colbert said on his show, and I really didn't pay much attention to it because I mean he does a show where he says outrageous things in the guise of being a conservative pundit, and so I, I understood it. So but then I read the tweet. That people were outraged by. And the first thought was, oh, wait a minute. Obviously, somebody must have, isn't it one of those bullshit Photoshop tweets that people put on all the time? Not a big deal. So I go and said, you know, I'm like, I said, let me just go see if that's a real tweet. And then I go and find out it's a real tweet. And it was a tweet where he said something uh, using Asians in the, in the tweet, which was a joke about Asians. And I read the tweet and I thought, hmm. I said, if this is a standalone statement, it's pretty bad. But it's got to be taken out of context. It's got to be part of a larger piece. Because, I mean, he's not an idiot. Nobody says something this dopey. So I go on and watch the piece. And as it turns out, because like I said, I didn't want to tweet anything about it or make any kind of statements until I'm informed, informed. Because when somebody tweets something to me that's a political story or something along that line, something that I know that I disagree with or from someone I don't like, <clears throat> from a political standpoint, before I retweet it or comment on it, I go read the article or I will go watch the tape. I want to be informed before I make an opinion, before I state an opinion or become outraged by something. So I go and watch the piece and it was, a, it was I saw what he was trying to do as a performer, as a writer, as a comedian, as an actor. I've had people write things to me for stage and I've written things myself and I know what he was going for, you know, which many times when you're trying to do satire, you take the thing. You illustrated stupidity and then you do something else outrageous to point back to how silly it was to make your point. And that's what he was doing. But when I read the tweets under the hashtag that was the anti-Stephen uh, Colbert, ha Colbert hashtag, I started noticing a lot of the people from what, they, from what I could read were outraged by the tweet but did not see the video piece where it was called from. Because apparently what happens is this guy has his own his own Twitter that he handles, and then the show has another Twitter that's allegedly separate from him. And what that means is there's a people who handle the main the uh, show Twitter, and they will pull a, a joke or two from the from the show and then put that up on the Twitter on the on, you know, on Twitter to make sure that you can see what what the show's about later on that night. They do that with the other talk shows too. They'll take one of Jimmy Fallon's monologue jokes or. You know, one of Jimmy Jimmy Kimmel's jokes. Now put it up there to give you a little taste of what's coming on later on. So when I saw that, I thought, okay, uh, I mean, it's not the best joke in the world. It's not his best work, I don't think. It was. I can see what he was where he was going, but I also was wondering about the outrage from some of the people. 
Now, there were people that actually went and who saw the tweet, went to the page, or went to the site, saw the video, and were still outraged having seen it in context. Those people, you can't touch them. You can't say anything to them. They have the right because they were informed and then were still outraged. They have the right to be outraged. If you disagree with them, you come at them logically with your point. But there were a lot of people that were just piling on, and you could tell they hadn't even seen it. It's important to have, if you're going to be outraged, be an informed outraged person. Now, I don't have necessarily have an opinion on, on the bit. I mean, quite frankly, you could have just as easily have picked African-Americans with the bit because the bit was about the Redskins logo and the insensitivity of it. And then he made an, uh, uh, an intentionally insensitive statement about Asians to show in his, I guess, to show how outrageous the Daniel Snyder's attempt to appease the community of Native Americans was. You know, I forgot exactly how he put it, but... What he, when he was describing what Daniel Snyder, the owner of the Redskins, was doing to reach out to the, to the Native American community, his attempts were pretty fucking lame. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, seriously. You know, we were doing it, he did some kind of outreach or something like that. And I, mean, just, I mean, either change the fucking name or don't. Okay, but don't do the stupid fucking outreach. Every time you see outreach with some with some of these people, it's always some stupid bullshit where they do some kind of token, you know, some kind of token olive branch crap and they don't really give a fuck and they don't do what they want to do in the first place, hoping you'll go away or hoping they can bribe someone and you'll go away. Not saying he's bribing anyone. I don't know that because I don't want to get sued. But that's what happens with these. It's like, it's like when you go to a restaurant and this waitress is working her ass off and you're an asshole at the table. Okay, and she's like, oh, well, this guy's an asshole. And then you give her a 20, 25 cent tip on a $300 bill. That little teeny bit is nothing. You would have been better off just stiffing her. Because at the very least, you could have said, well, maybe he forgot. I don't know. But it's complete bullshit what he did. I forgot exactly. This is some kind of bullshit token, this will stop, this will calm him down type move. And come on, man. But I understand what Colbert was trying to do when it comes to satire. I get it. I understand what he was attempting to do. I've been in a situation before, obviously, I'm not famous, but I've been in a situation before a couple of times where something I did was taken out of context and I got in trouble for it. The first time it happened, I had just, I was doing a college gig in uh, New Jersey. And I had just finished up a comedy competition in Atlantic City. And they booked all of us to do comedy in some New Jersey colleges. And I did a routine that actually got me a nice write-up in the newspapers. It was an anti homophobia, anti-racism bit. Now, in the routine, which is so old I don't remember the fucking thing, it's probably in a notepad somewhere in my basement. But in the routine, I take on the guise of a racist character and in doing so, I use some of the language that these people used because I wanted to build up the character so when I knocked him down with the routine, he would look even worse and it would be making very clear I don't agree with that. So everybody got the bit. You know, it was an anti-racism, anti-homophobia routine. Obviously, I'm a black guy. So, you know, I, I, you know, nobody was going to get upset me you saying the black stuff. And even, and even you know, when I was talking about the other stuff, when I, you know, no one got upset because they saw what I was doing. Everybody loved the bit. It was one of my best bits from back then. You know? But what happened was one of the reporters was there who liked the bit, but was a little bit of a lazy reporter. 
He said some nice things about me. Then he repeated the routine, but he left the punchline off. He repeated the first part of the routine where I was in the guise of the racist character. Now, luckily for me, before I did that college gig, I had done some, one of my friends had a college radio show. So I did the bit on the radio. So everyone had heard it already and, and came to the club because of the bit and wanted to see me do that bit in the routine that it came from. So they wrote a lot of letters to him. Hey, man, he did not say that. You misquoted him. You're wrong. Had I not gone on the radio, there would have been a couple hundred thousand people that thought I said some horrible stuff. And the backlash would have come on me because this guy was lazy. And because the bit was taken out of context. Anybody, you know what I'm saying? And that's the, that's the problem. When things get taken out of context, whether you're right or wrong, you got to be careful. I got in trouble on Twitter one time. I did a bit... On my main Twitter, um, where I, I forgot the joke. These things happened such a long time ago. And a major corporation was doing some kind of hip-hop something, and I didn't like it. So I made a joke about how they were messing up hip-hop. Not hip-hop sucked, because I love the music, because I do. But I said that that commercial was making it look weird. So the, so the uh, somebody from the PR department of one of the, of the company took, the, took a piece. That was back when they manually retweeted Manually retweeted my tweet, but took out all the stuff about me loving hip hop and made it look like I hated hip hop. So what happened? Everyone starts. I'm, I, I woke up the next day and it's like, you motherfucker, you fuck you if you don't like hip hop. How you going to be black and hate hip hop, nigga? You should get your ass kicked, nigga. Yeah. I'm going, who? I said, what? Who? What are these idiots talking about? So I scroll down and I see what happened. This this company retweeted my manually retweeted my stuff, and all these people thought S. Anthony Thomas hates hip hop, which is not the case. And they're cursing me out. Oh, you mother, you kick your ass, nigga, you punk ass, ma. And I went ho 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 ho. Special message to everybody who's cursing at me and calling me names. Did you read my tweet, stupid? Here's the link to my tweet. Read my tweet. If you still think you want to say the same stuff to me again, fine. We'll have that discussion. But if you haven't read my tweet and you just read that, shut the fuck up. And I tweeted something similar to that. And literally, within 20 minutes, damn near everybody who was cursing me out, calling me nigga, punk ass, boom, 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 all of them came back and apologized. All of them. And deleted their shit. And then I deleted my tweet, my original tweet. Not that there was anything wrong with it, but it's like, I don't want to go through that again. I didn't do anything wrong, but I don't want I don't want to have to go through this fight again and again and again every time somebody sees this thing. So I know what it's like when something's taken out of context when you had the best intentions. I'm not saying Stephen Colbert had the best intentions. I have no idea what his intentions were. I'm assuming just like everybody else, he wanted to make people laugh and if you look at it, he was probably, most likely, just trying to say, I disagree with how he's handling this, and I think he should be more racially sensitive. But he went about it in a way that was taken the wrong way. It happens. It happens. And having been on the other side of that twice, to a much lesser extent, of course, I know what it feels like. Because I said, when I wrote my bits, both of those bits... It was very specific, and I was, had a very specific intent with them, and they were misconstrued, and I got in trouble. And that may be what happened here. Quite frankly, if he had done the bit a little bit differently, like I said, you go after the person who was the offending person. You go after Daniel Snyder. You make a bit about him instead of using another ethnic group 
Because nowadays, like I said, people can take everything out of context. Think about it. This could have very easily just have been an intern who took that one piece of that one little bit. And there were several other little snu- little nuggets that that person could have used that people would have looked at and went, oh, that's pretty funny. But they put that one in there and everyone went nuts. Now, if you were a person that, like I said, if you read the tweet, then went and saw the bit and watched it in its entirety, saw it in context and were still offended, there's no, there's, there's no problem with you. If you are outraged because you're just piling on because you want to be outraged, or if you're outraged because this guy is considered to be part of the liberal establishment and you just want to take shots at him because it helps your political objectives, if you're just a troll who just wants to use it as a way to attack this young lady who started this campaign by saying disgusting anti-Asian slurs and anti-woman slurs, fuck you. If you want to disagree with the woman, you go in and, and make your point. But if you got stuff to say about her ethnicity and some stuff to dig, some disgusting anti-woman stuff to say about her, go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. You know? So all I'm saying is, everybody, be informed before you become outraged. It's always best to be informed first and outraged second. Because if you don't do it that way, you'll start some shit. And you may get someone in trouble that doesn't deserve to be in trouble. Or you may be so outraged so often that when someone who actually commits an offense does commit an offense, no one wants to hear what you have to say anymore. All right, so you know who you are who sent that email to me that said that you want me to talk about that. You also did not want me to mention your name, so I'm not going to. (laughs) Okay, you know, but uh, thanks for sending the email. I appreciate it. And now, my friends, we move on to our, well, I guess, a little bit of what we were going to talk about, <laughs> a little bit of what we were going to talk about before this whole thing came up. And um, what I was going to talk about before was a, um, a person that I know was afraid to talk to a lady because he thought she was out of his league. And I never bought into that league shit. You know, because essentially if you buy into that league bullshit, basically what you're doing is making a decision to lower yourself and, and think of yourself as less than somebody else. Oh, well, her the, the construction of her face and her body makes her more important as a human being than I am. Oh, he's, got, he's, he's taller than me, so I guess he's more important as a human being. Oh, he falls closer to within the media ideal of what, what attractive is, and so does she. So I guess they're better human beings than I am, and I don't deserve to be in their presence. I think that Get the fuck out of here. That is some of the most ridiculous crap I've ever heard in my life. The perfect ten thing. I've I've dated what people would consider tens in my life, you know, because I've I've been show business. So there's a lot of ridiculously attractive people. And I guess that's why I'm kind of jaded, because like no matter how good looking a woman is, I've already dated someone who's as attractive as you. I've dated models. So, you know, not that this is a big deal. I'm not bragging about this. It's just a fucking fact, you know, so it doesn't really matter what you look like. I got to like you. I don't give a fuck with you. I mean, I want you to be attractive to me, but man, I don't give a shit. Oh, you're okay. You're a model. All right. Whatever. I've dated a model before kind of person are you? I don't give a fuck what you look like as much like that. Because that's what I noticed, man. No matter how good looking a person is, after you've been with them for a while, they lose two points. Even if they were a 10, you've been with them for a while, they're an 8 now. Why? Because you got used to how they look. 
And now they've been around you long enough that the little quirks in their personality that they tried to hide, you, they can't hide them anymore because they're living with you or they've been dating you for a while. So now you were a 10. You're a 10 to people who ain't living with you. You're a 10 to someone that's not around you all the time. You're a 10 to someone who doesn't have to listen to you whine about, oh, why'd you squeeze the toothpaste that way? <laughs> you, you know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with dudes. He was a 10 when you met him. But now, you know, he's fucking farting in the bed. He's fucking farting in the fucking bed all the time because he won't stop eating ice cream. He's a big pain in the ass. He's leaving shaving gel all over the place. Right? You know what I'm saying? He doesn't take as many showers now that he's got you. He doesn't pay as much attention to you as he did before because he's got you already. He's an 8 now. Everyone else thinks it's a 10. Nope. 8. You lose 2 points. I know what that's like. Is that my best? When I was in my best shape, I was just an 8. You know? <laughs> you know? So I had to be, I had to make sure my personality was nice. And I had good habits because I needed to maintain my damn 8. And now that I'm an older guy, I'm not old yet, but I'm not young either. Shit, I'm a fucking six now. Just, just I mean, just looking at me. You look at me, six. But I'm funny. Do it for a living. So that, that gives me a point right there. Seven. You know, and if my career keeps going the way it's going to go, I'm going to have a lot more money. I can't wait for that shit to start, damn it. I'll be an eight. Why? Because I'll be six. Just basically a six to look at. Funny and charming and cute. Seven. And get another point eight for having money if I if I get it. But that's what people gotta understand. You 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 know when you say somebody's the perfect ten, you're just talking about the physical part. But you can't just have the physical part. You can't snap your fingers and have the person magically show up. You know what I'm saying? And then you can just jump on top of them and get it on. I can't snap my fingers and all of a sudden a naked, willing, and able and ready to go. Kelly Rowland is in the bed naked, going come and get some of this big boy. And then we get it on and then she disappears and I don't get the chance to see what she's like as a person. No. Ladies, you don't get to lay down and go, okay, and snap your fingers, and all of a sudden Brad, an erect Brad Pitt just comes dropping out of the ceiling, jumps on top of you, gets it on with you, and then disappears. No, 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 you got to factor in all of it. You can't just factor in what they look like. No, you got to factor in all the rest of that crap, too. Sorry. <laughs> and that's what I said to him. I said, don't worry about it, dude, no matter how attractive somebody is. You've heard that old saying. No matter how attractive somebody is, there's somebody that's sick of that person. That is absolutely true absolutely true i've had girlfriends right now that i that I went out back in the day that were smoking hot but big pains in the ass super duper jealous and if you saw them physically as a dude you would just drop your pants off and just run towards them please baby just touch the touch my knee but i know what they're like and i'm like ah oh, nah would you like to get back together <laughs> no why she can get mad at me again for saying hello to a female across the street nah i'm cool i know what you look like i understand i've seen you naked i get it but no thank you <laughs> you know, you got to remember that, you know, and the thing now is as an older guy, I'm still kind of cute. See, that's what I get now. I get kind of cute. I get the high pitch compliment. When I was younger, if somebody would have said to me, kinda cute. I would have been pissed off. What the, did you just kind of cute me? Damn it. I know. Kinda cute. I'm hot. Damn it. I'm not kinda cute. I'm, I'm sexy. But now that I'm not this young guy who's in the gym every five seconds. When, some, when a lady goes, I'm like, hey, all right. <laughs> she high-pitched complimenting me. All right. Yeah, I don't repulse her. <laughs> you know? 
And that's the thing, man. You know, that's what I tell them. I said, man, stop worrying about that whole league crap. Because you start buying into that league crap, you automatically take yourself out of the game. You automatically send out signals to her that she just does not want to deal with your punk ass. So cut it out. And I think he took my message because he cut it out. Now he's got a gorgeous girlfriend. And I'm here talking to you losers. What the hell is wrong? Why don't I take my own damn advice? <laughs> you know? Oh, man. Oh, I forgot. To, uh, once again, I know I'm, I'm outside again. And uh, I like doing a podcast outside, man. You know, even when I get back get back home, I probably, I probably, have, I probably buy studio equipment, you know, and then still do the podcast walking around outside because I'm kind of getting used to it, kind of liking it. <laughs> you know, and fortunately for me, according to what you guys write to me, you guys like it when I'm out here doing this thing too. I can't wait till I'm actually out here walking around like this, and someone who listens to my podcast actually sees me walking down the street and comes up, "Hey, man, are you Anthony? Yes, I am. Oh man, I listen to your podcast. Well, thanks a lot. Yeah, I'm sorry I'm going to have to do this, but um, uh, I have a gun here. Could you give me a wallet? Wait a minute." You gonna rob me? Hey, if it wasn't if you weren't that Anthony, I would have beat you up and robbed you. But because I'm a big fan of your podcast, man, I'm just gonna rob you. In fact, I'm gonna leave you with your wallet and twenty dollars so you can get back to the hotel. Why thank you, Mr. Fake Robber. <laughs> that's the kind of luck I would have too. You know. But that's 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 cool. That's it's 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 cool being out here. You know, I wish I had my car though. That's what I really wish. And I don't like being without my car. There's nothing really bad about about my my ride. The only bad part about it was the uh, when I bought it, the sales guy. I hate sales people in car dealerships. I mean, it's like, do they have to be such hunks of shit all the time? Really? You know? Because the thing is, I used to be a salesperson. I've taken sales training. I know the tricks. You know, I know all the all the stupid tricks that they use, and they still do it. And, you know, and if the if I'm doing if somebody calls me if I go to a store and somebody's doing sales, and they're a nice person, first of all, I know exactly what they're going to say. I've had the same training they've had, so you know. And if they're a nice person, I'll, I'll let them you know give me their little spiel. Hey, all right, hey, let them think they convinced me. Oh, you know what? You convinced me. And then hey, I convinced. I got a sale. I'm a good salesperson. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little did they know I had all the information about the product when I came into the damn store and didn't need their information, but fuck it. I can make somebody a little bit happy. What the hell? <laughs> With the guy at the sales, the, the car, man, goddamn. He's some dirty bastards, man. You know, they, they bring out the worst in you, too, because you got a haggle. It's like, all right, we're going to sit here, and I'm going to drag this out as long as possible while I have to figure out how well-informed you are about this vehicle and about the entire sales process because I'm going to rip you off by adding some to the some money to the price of the car, but depending on how savvy you are, <laughs> it depends on how much I'm going to be able to rip you off with for. <laughs> you know, I'm going to do the whole routine. I'm going to act like these. I'm going to you know start throwing things on there and hope you don't notice it before you sign the papers and if you're a little bit better, a little bit more skilled as a customer, I'm going to do the thing where I walk across the dealership to that room across with the, surprisingly enough, the entire office is made out of glass. You can see me arguing with the sales manager fighting for you, which is complete bullshit because why would I fight for you to pay less when that means I'm going to make less? But no one seems to understand that and understand how dumb that is. And they fall for it all the time. And it's worth an extra 300 bucks to me. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> and one time that happened to me and, uh, the guy was just pissing me off, man. I was like, come on, dude. And I got to go. 
you know. And I just said, and then, and then I just got annoyed, and I said, listen, man, I, I I've had the same sales training you have, dude. I used to be a salesperson. I was a pretty damn good one. This is what I'm going to pay. I know you got to get your your bread. Now I'm cool with that. I understand that. This is what I'm willing to pay. Not a penny more than this. You got 35 seconds. If you can't do this deal right here, I'm walking the fuck out, and I'm never coming back here again. And he goes, oh, oh, uh, but this deal, I said, about 20, 19, 18. Uh, 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 don't go, nope, you're not going to your manager. I already know that trick. You're not going across to your manager and going through the whole bullshit. I'm, I'm fighting for the customer routine. You ain't fighting for me. You're part of his team. Get the fuck out of here. You know, this four, three, okay, okay. Signed the papers, gave him the check, walked out with the car. Now, why do we have to go through all of that? <laughs> you know, if he just came out with a really reasonable offer, you know, a reasonable price to begin with, a reasonable payments to begin with, it's cool. But they always got to try to scam you. Then I got annoyed and used my sales training to kick his ass. And God, it was fun. Ah. You know, sometimes you you leave a sales per, a sales place and the person has that look in their, look in their face as if, <laughs> got him. <laughs> look at that customer. <laughs> got him good. <laughs> Not this time. I walked out and the guys, you know, <laughs> the only thing missing, you remember the, uh, the, uh, the Hulk show from the 70s? You know, that music. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. David Banner. He's got his, got his little hobo stick over the shoulder he's got his hands in his pockets because he's cold and he's leaving another town because the hulk fucked up some stuff and he's got his thumb out and he's walking backwards trying to hitchhike with the sad music in the background that was the only thing that that guy didn't do <laughs> and all he had to do was just be cool and make a decent offer and i wouldn't have worked his ass over like that and guess what too bad you bastard <laughs> all right folks that has been the podcast for today. Uh, this is the Friday one, which means the next podcast will be Monday. I do these on Mondays and Wednesdays and Fridays. That's going to be the schedule for the foreseeable future. Um, I want to thank you guys. You guys have been really, really cool. You know, uh, let me know what you think about the Stephen Colbert thing. I, like I said, I don't, I don't know, uh, you know, what, what 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 people really feel about it because everybody is so outraged by what's going down. So, uh, you know, let me know. You can let me know on. Either Twitter uh, at S- uh, my main uh, my main one is <clears throat> excuse me my main Twitter is at S Anthony Thomas and my uh, podcast one is at S Anthony Says and the home base for the podcast is S Anthony Says dot Podbean dot com and all the social ma- networking sites the other ones anyway are, are that site there and the email is the S Anthony Says Podcast at Gmail dot com I want to thank you this has been the Friday ver- the Friday podcast. Um, much love to you all. We'll talk to you guys. We'll talk to you guys and gals again Monday. And thank you very much for your support. I really appreciate it. Seriously, I really, really appreciate your support, ladies and gentlemen. Much love to you. S. Anthony out. <laughs>